Hello, and welcome to another episode of One in Ones. Today, Ev and Ev make a podcast. We're going to meet Everardo, also known as Ev. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about growing up in Portland, school, family, first-generation pressures and feelings, birds, and degrees equal C. And the C stands for coffee. I know. What does that even mean? It'll all make sense. I promise. Just keep listening, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the ride. Hopefully people don't get confused when we say... Ev versus Ev? Ev. That would be Ev's. 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 Well, that is almost my real name. What is your real name? (laughs) (laughs) My real name is... Everardo or Everardo. My last name is Jaime. It is not my middle name. It is not my first name. When people see Everardo Jaime, they don't know which name to pronounce first, which I don't understand, but um, you should probably switch hats. Yeah. You have five hats on the table right now because I had five hats in my Let's car. Let's just put it on the table. Let's just put it on. I, can't. <laughs> I like wearing my hats. That's why I have so many of them. But my name is Everardo Jaime Jr. Um, I have a father named Everardo Jaime. There's no junior there. He's a senior. But that's my name. So pretty indifferent to either. Ev, Everardo, Everardo. I am. Yeah. It is cool when I get to speak Spanish with guests who come in or like with you or Herman or really anyone who wants to practice their Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't get to say Everardo that much. My family. So because I am a junior, my family all calls me junior. Mm. So I don't get to say my name a whole lot, which I realize sounds very conceited and <laughs> narcissistic, but I don't know. That's I think fair, cool. And it's not like, with the exception of my dad, it's like nowhere else in my family. I've met no other Everardo before. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're out there. Shout out to all the Everardos out there. Shout outs. Um, I feel that, though, because the only people who call me differently, aside from Evelyn, are my parents yeah like my brother and my sister call me evelyn but my parents call me evelyn evelyn yeah evelyn. well that's like my my oldest sister's name we call her adriana but her real name is Sochil, which is x-o-c-h-i-t-l mm. so people see that on a piece of paper they're like oh man <laughs> <laughs> so but we all call her adriana no one really calls her Sochil. um yeah my other sister annie her name is annie sarai uh-huh. And again, like when we're in Mexico or like with family, they call her Sarai. And my little sister is Irene. Uh-huh. But to our family, it's Irene. Yeah. Well, to like my extended family, among siblings, we call her Irene or mm-hmm. Irene. I call her sister mm. because that is what she is. We're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> my little sister got a Subaru, which I also have a Subaru. And the first time I saw her, because she lives um, in Portland, which is where I am from, but I went to visit. She's like, hey, we're siblings now. And I... <laughs> tee <Tee-hee. laughs> <laughs> That's internally what I did. <laughs> yes. Nice. So you briefly mentioned it just now, but mm-hmm. where did you grow up? I grew up in the great city of Portland, Oregon. Whoop, whoop. Um, whoop, whoop, 503. Um, but so little known fact, but I, for as much as I rep Portland, um, I guess before I go into that, I love Portland. I love how much it feels like, um, like a city was just thrown at random at a forest and Portland emerged. It really does feel that way. I like how you can just walk around or bike around. Um, don't lime scoot around. Just don't do that. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> And it's, like, super fun. I like the accessibility of it. I, I really do love Portland. Um, but I was born in Bellflower, California. I know where that is. You do, because it's <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> and, I mean, we moved when I was one. Like, straight uh-huh. up, we moved when I was one year old. And I don't remember it. So all my memories are from Portland. And because of that, I love it. Because uh-huh. I rep where I'm from. And yeah, I grew up in Portland proper up until I was in middle school. Then we moved to Gresham, which is right outside of Portland. 
you wouldn't even know you weren't in Portland if you were just driving through it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how, like, you don't really know if you're in Capitola when you're driving through Santa Cruz until you're like, oh, I guess this is technically not Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. I finished high school at Gresham High School. Go Gophers. And go, 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 Gophers. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had go in years. Um, I saw I saw a video of someone snorting a gogurt and then it came out of their mouth. Whoa! Yeah, it was kind of gnarly, and what I was flavor? like, "Side, uh, I think it was blue flavor." Huh? Yeah. Do you think that like? Anyway, so. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and then I finished high school, and then I moved back to Portland proper, southeast, where I lived from like 2011 to 2016. Mm-hmm. I was doing school-ish stuff out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> school. Yeah. Nice. Then well, I moved. What were some things you enjoyed doing growing up in Portland? I, the first thing, the very first thing that comes to mind is um, a memory I had where we didn't have a lot of resources available to us growing up. But one thing I vividly remember doing was just like getting a bunch of Tupperwares or Tupers, as my mom calls them, and just like stacking them up, getting like the big ones, like quart size, like the tiny little ones that you don't even know why. It can hold like maybe one baby carrot. And then (laughs) just like of all different sizes and pots and pans and just like posting up in the living room, grabbing like spatulas and just like Making it a drum set? Yeah, making it a drum set because it was so sick because I have always... um, enjoyed music in some way shape or form and um yeah i don't know why i think we moved around a lot Uh and i think because of that i um just liked tupperwares because we always had our tupperwares with us Mm -hmm. so i didn't that's not the only thing i did growing up (laughs) (laughs) but that's like one of the first that's one of um the memories that is like that stands out to me Nice. I also played baseball from as far back as I can remember until my sophomore year of high school. Okay. What position really you play? Second base. I really like second base okay, or center sure. field in the outfield. I didn't have the strongest arm, and I couldn't hit really well, and you need both of those to <laughs> play baseball. Um, but I was quick, so second base was just, like, right there. Nice. And in center field, if it was hit high enough, I could run fast enough. Um, I felt like little quail. You know how when quail run, they go, <laughs> their bodies like, really don't move. <laughs> or the but sandpipers. Or the sandpipers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like me. Beach nuggets. Beach nuggets yeah. as they are. Yeah. As it were. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> what? So, grew up in Portland and then you went to school in Portland? I did. I went to a school very small. It's like literally like 600 undergrad um in portland called warner pacific college it's not warner pacific university Mm -hmm. um but it was super small i went there for about four years before that i went to um mount hood community college just like a jc and kind of just like did my thing there then transferred because i didn't want to just be in community college i wanted to be in portland Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was there for a while. Originally had the idea of starting out studying music. Slowly transitioned out of that. Mm-hmm. And I finished school. Nice. Which is pretty cool. No one else in my family had done that, which was thank you. Um you did. a lot of pressure for moments, but um towards the end it was like self imposed pressure, like no one else in my family was. And I think when I realized that that gave me more drive to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that, too. I was also, like, one of the... I was the first to finish school out of my family, and there is that initial pressure at first where it's, like, like, school sucks sometimes. Oh, yeah, I was not a good student. (laughs) And you want to just not go to it and, like, stop attending school. And I think it was a good... It wasn't my sole motivation, but it was a good motivation to, like, just kind of continue doing it. I think whether my parents saw that I finished school or not, yeah, they would have supported me either way. But I think also there's this, I don't know if this is the case for you, but I know that for me as a 
first gen kid, a parents of immigrants, like there's this pressure to like justify your parents' sacrifice. And yeah. I remember feeling that like pretty heavy. I'm like, my parents literally left everything yeah. to like make a life for me. Like, and I'm not going to finish this little thing. And um, I think to an extent, certain people feel that differently. And there was a while where I'm like, well, if my dad can like leave his family and like come with the clothes on my back, I can do my homework. And then I just like go play more League of Legends or just like <laughs> practice Guitar Hero 3 for like eight years in a row. Um, but I don't know. Did you, like, did you feel any of that? I did. And it went kind of far beyond just school, but also just my attitude and how I conducted myself around people. Mm-hmm. I felt like whatever action I made or did or anything really that I did, it would reflect on my parents. Yeah. And like, oh, this is how your parents like raised you or mm-hmm. this is what your parents think is okay. And I don't necessarily agree with everything my parents do or say, but yeah, I still respect them and I'm very grateful for all the sacrifices they did make because yeah, kind of like your parents, they literally left anything or everything for my myself and my brother and my sister oh yeah before like before even i was born and my sister was born they thought about us and they thought about like allowing us to have a really good future and that was i would say that's pretty selfless yeah it's incredibly selfless like i think of of my mom there were times where like um we would we'd get help from like either the church we went to or like the food bank and stuff and yeah we would get like boxes of food because straight up we couldn't. And my mom like would, um, my sister told me this story that I didn't realize that I remembered it until she, you know how that happens sometimes? You're like, someone tells you a story like, Oh yeah, I guess I remember that. But, um, there was one time where my, my mom, we got a box of food and immediately she gets a box of food and then she brings out another box and starts divvying up that. And, like what are you doing she's like well other people need food too and just like yeah are you kidding me like my mother the fact that once like she cared so much about the people around her to Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like we're like like, we're trying to eat too (laughs) um and she'd be like no like you need to learn this and um i think just that and then i remember there'd be times where i'd come home from school and there'd be like people i didn't recognize in my house and I'd ask my parents like who are they like they're staying with us for like a while I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. why like hands up and they're like why like I'm yeah because like, they need help and um growing up I realized that that's because um people people did that for them and um I think that's very cool and yeah a- an example that I try and remember when I feel minor inconveniences yeah I think that was another, that's another thing I could also relate to where there would be random people at our house over for dinner or for the holidays. I think, I remember it more towards the holidays. There's a lot of families who, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving because that's not a thing in Latin countries. Right. Or uh, Christmas Eve is more predominant than Christmas Day. Dude, not dude. So sick. <laughs> it's so sick. <laughs> Just eat so much pozole and tamales. Uh, my little sister and I made tamales. Like, well, my mom watched and guided and told <laughs> us. So I guess we were earlier just a hand. So my mom pretty much did everything. Yo, but Irene yeah. and I did it. <laughs> it was pretty sick. You did it. We did it. Um, And it was always... As a little kid, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, more people at our house. And mm-hmm. as I grew up to be like an angsty teenager, it was more like, why are people here? Like, why can it always, why isn't it always just the five of us? There's always someone else that's invited. Yeah. And it's something I never really understood then until I had to like move out of the house and then kind of build my own community. Mm-hmm. And I realized like my parents saw where there was a necessity even though like we were also like in need of something if we had enough for ourselves we also had enough for other people yeah and there's they still act that way and it's still something they do and it's something i subconsciously 
have applied to my own life. And yeah. I guess, damn, my parents knew what they were doing. They now knew what I'm they were doing. doing. I know. <laughs> and it's like, they, it's not something like you explicitly, it's not like my mom or my dad ever sent me down like, mira, mijo, like, this is what you got to do. It's like, I guess you just, well, at least I learned by seeing it. And I think to do anything contrary to that, it's just like, like, why would I do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, my parents are sick. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is, what is something you're super hyped on right now? Something I am super hyped on right now. Um, oh, man. I've been really hyped on just like learning um, and growing in the different ways that happens. Um, which is super interesting because I, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day about how much I miss the format of school and that it is, um, well, specific formats of school, another format of school <laughs> in general, um, where I just really like being able to like talk about something, like have a space where it's like set aside, like, all right, we're going to come in. It's going to be assumed that you did this work and we're going to like talk about it, you know, um, about things like you really care about. And I, I kind of miss doing that, um, my schedule is a little hectic, so there's a lot of stuff I want to learn. There's, like, like here in the cafe or um, I picked up, like, a guitar book for the first time in my life because I don't have time to just, like, chill with my guitar. You know, the time I have to chill, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to chill. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really miss being, like, pushed to learn and, like, being compelled to continue to grow. Um, and I think I... I'm super hyped on how that is happening within here at Cat and Cloud. Um, and it's, I really like the opportunities that there are to learn and how it doesn't fall on deaf ears. So like, yo, I really want to like do something like sick, dude. What do you want to do? Like, I don't know. Like, all right, well, let's talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm just really hyped on that too. It's like so sick. Um, as February comes, bird migration patterns are going to switch too. So I'm pretty hyped on when bird migration patterns come because <laughs> I think it's really cool seeing how warblers come and go. Do you like, <laughs> Dude, like I love birds, birds or something? Oh, man. It's so sick. It's like real-life Pokemon, but you don't catch them, and you have to have binoculars, <laughs> and you have to go outside in nature. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when did this bird interest or... I don't want to say fascination, but... I mean, that's that's probably fair. That's probably the word to use. <laughs> but what, when did you like, man, I like birds and I want to learn about birds? <laughs> yeah, so in uh, 2015, 2015, to get my degree, um, I needed to take some science classes. And uh, there was a bunch of options to take. And there was this one specific class called Malheur. Malheur is an area in southwest oregon and essentially what it is is it's a like geographical geological history of oregon and all that it entails and instead of it being where it's like lecture lecture lab during the week it's just two lectures a week no lab because all the lab time accumulated together would equal a week-long field trip that we would take throughout all of oregon and uh, what we would do during that time is we just learn a lot about birds. We learn a lot about ecosystems. And um, Oregon is really unique. Oregon has um, some of the world's most unique geological features that mm -hmm. aren't found anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, that lends itself to be to have so many different types of varieties of wildlife. And I, I'm a I'm a nerd, <laughs> like straight up. I really what? like I really like diving deep on things, sometimes to a fault. But in this class, I wanted to do that because I wanted to take a week off school, straight up. I, I <laughs> like I'm like I wanted to take a week off and go around. Um, at around this time, I started to get into rock climbing, which then opened my eyes to like really getting outside, like outdoors. So mm -hmm. that those things would happen in tandem. Um, was like super sick so the class happened and we took a week-long field trip but building up to that the professor dr Tripp, really had a way of 
explaining things to where you didn't see them for their face value, but you saw them to how they were connected to things around you. And as someone who has an annoying tendency to always draw connections to other things, sometimes it's like, dude, just chill. Like the cup's a cup or like the mm-hmm. bird's a bird. I'm like, dude, but that black build magpie is actually right on this tree, which is to this thing and blah, blah, blah. And just like <laughs> the web keeps going. And he, I think was one of the first people to introduce me to that in a way that was explicit to where I'm like, Oh, I guess I think that way. And birds was the catalyst for that. Um, also, they're super sick. They look really cool. <laughs> they come in different, I was going to say flavors, types. <laughs> I mean, not you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, For but, sure. and then, so yeah, I would just get super hyped. Um, I'm like, oh, that's a Townsend's Warbler. Sick. Nice. Um, yeah, and honestly, that was just a formative time in my life for me so when i now i just like him because i like him but at the moment it was something tangible that i could measure when there was a lot of other stuff that i couldn't really measure mm-hmm. like personal life yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that's what made me initially like him and then i just started doing a thing as i started traveling around a little bit more um nice. i was like oh cool i wonder what birds i can find here nice yeah Birds are everywhere. Birds are everywhere. And not real. They're also not real. <laughs> that's very <laughs> But that's true. another podcast. <laughs> uh, so speaking of birds, how did your coffee journey start? They are very connected, birds and coffee, yeah. Um, yo, okay, actually straight up, there's this, I follow, I follow this guy on Instagram, Gourmet Biologist, and about a year and a half ago, so when I started to get into coffee, uh-huh. he posted this thing, he's like, hey... If anyone's interested, I'm looking for an intern in Costa Rica. I want to see the connection between coffee and bird species and how it helps. I'm like, yo, <laughs> like, no way. Um, for sure. So <laughs> I I got into coffee, honestly, because I just spent time at coffee shops at first. When I was in school growing up, um, or like when I went to school, there was a lot of good coffee shops available to me, but I didn't really know it. So like... The original Stumptown was like 10 blocks down from where I lived. And I, I mean, I grew up in Portland and I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time elsewhere that wasn't the part of Mexico where my family is. Mm -hmm. So I saw Stumptown, like, cool, I'll hang out there. And there's this one place called um, the Albina Press. And it was a place that I started hanging out with because my sister initially started hanging out there. and then when I was in college and started doing my own thing a little bit more, discovering my own interests, I found that I liked studying there or just hanging out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I remember this guy, Zach, Zach Harrison. Um, he actually has is starting up his own thing up in the Sierras. And he's coming to the shop a couple of times. I, there are two big people that I accredit my like coffee journey to, to how I got to Canton Cloud. Zach is one of them. Um, Zach was the first barista who remembered my name, just straight up. I went in, and he's like, hey, Junior, because I would always go in with my sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he knew me as Junior because my sister calls me Junior. And I'm like, actually, it's Ev now. I'm like, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but he um, he remembered my name, and that kind of took me aback because um, – it's just, it just, I hadn't been used to that before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he remembered my name and I just felt cared for him. Like, oh, that's super sick. So whether Zach is aware of it or not, the simple reality of him just like remembering my name had me just, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to Albina now. Like, Al- Albina is my spot. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward a couple years and I switched from Albina to this shop called Rain or Shine Coffee House on 60th and Division, very close to where I was living. Like, I could walk there in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just started going there all the time. I'd go there, like, right at opening because I would just get up early. I don't there's, I don't know why. But um, so I started going there all the time. And while I was there, I met Daphne and Scott and Noel and like, just, like, the whole crew that was welcoming me there. And they did what 
Zach did, where they started remembering my name. And so then I'm like, oh, cool, Rain or Shine's my spot now. So then the rotation was Albina, Rain or Shine. Um, ultimately, I just started going to Rain or Shine because um, just because I liked it. And honestly, it was closer and convenience was a thing. Mm-hmm. And after a summer of working in Santa Cruz at a summer camp as a ropes course guy, I realized that I needed a job when I came back that summer. So I emailed Daphne. I'm like, hey, Daphne, it's Ev from Rain or Shine. <laughs> um, can I work here? Mm. And I have had experience. I worked at like an Applebee's for four years. I'm like, I know it's not a coffee shop, <laughs> but I can work in a fast, busy kitchen with people yelling me yelling at me in two languages so i'm sure (laughs) like i'm sure it translates um long story short i ended up um getting hired at rain or shine and then i met this guy scott scott klepper and scott's um i think i've mentioned it to him but not the extent to which he was a big part of my coffee journey because because i really like learning scott saw that in me and when i got hired i wanted to be proficient. I really don't like feeling like I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, in anything, but especially like in a workspace. I'm like, Ugh. but like I'm at work. <laughs> I mm-hmm. should know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And Scott saw that in me and um, he really just invested in, I guess, in my desire to learn. He would like send me videos or like he would just like sit and talk with me or I'm like, so what exactly is espresso? He's like, dude, okay, here's this video by the student named Chris Baca. Watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was just like foreshadowing. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, close. Cool. Close, close screen. <laughs> Blackout. Fade to black. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I worked there for a couple of months through my very last semester, my victory lap of school. Um, <laughs> and then I moved out of Portland and I moved out of the country. And Where did you move to? I moved to Mexico, straight up. I went to Monterrey, Mexico, Monterrey. And I work with this nonprofit that was super sick that I really liked. Um, long story short, it helps kids in like really impoverished, marginalized communities that are pretty gang and cartel ridden. Um, we'd go in there, hang out with the kids. Pretty sketchy. Because we're like, oh, I don't feel safe. <laughs> Not only because this is new to me, but I like like straight up, (laughs) I don't feel safe. We'd go in there and we'd take these punk kids um, who had been dealt a really bad hand. They're like, yo, you ever gone rock climbing? And a lot of them would be like, no. Like, well, let's go. Like, no, I don't want to. When in reality, it was just like, let's get, like, you got to get out of this neighborhood. Like, straight up, you got to get out of the barrio. So, um, yeah, so for, from the end of January to, mid-may i was living on site i knew no one i just straight up in class one day i was like what am i gonna do after graduation and i just looked up climbing nonprofits, mexico it's popped up i'm like hey i want to help They're like cool you want to come i'm like yeah i saved all my money for a couple months and i, I moved um nice I, and in hindsight it could have been real bad <laughs> like, <laughs> like i literally knew no one i knew just what i read on online and yeah. um, so then I spent. Could have signed up for a cult. I, you don't know. <laughs> straight up, I had no idea what I signed up for yeah. until I was there. And um, so I packed everything I needed to live in a little suitcase. And for three and a half months, I was like, hey, so I know how to climb. I can read, speak, write Spanish. And I worked with kids before. Uh-huh. Like, sick. So I would climb a lot, help the kids climb a lot. I did some like grant writing and researching that sort of stuff and how to get funds and fundraising. Yeah. And then I didn't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I did it. And then I didn't. And my time there came to a close as I realized that I didn't want to live in Mexico because I just straight up bought a one-way ticket. Like I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'm coming back. Oh snap. Yeah. Like I had no plan. Like my plan was I'm going to be here for a minute. Okay, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, it was straight <laughs> up. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. Um, and uh, in the midst, see you later, Bailey. Um, bye, Bailey. Bye, Bailey. Oh, Bailey's so sick. No. no. <laughs> ba- uh, just so everyone knows, Bailey was here the whole time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I came back to the summer camp that got me to Santa Cruz in the first place to work a summer. And in the midst of there... I was like, hey, 
I know Cat and Cloud from the pop-ups, and I know Santa Cruz, and I'm going to apply here. <laughs> so I applied here at the same time. I also work at uh, Twin Lakes Church. I'm an intern there hanging out with the junior hires in the high school, helping them run their weekly programs. But I was applying for both jobs at the same time. And I had no idea if I was going to get either one, mm -hmm. but I had committed to staying in Santa Cruz. So I remember being back here with Jared in the back um, little picnic table area of Portola, mm -hmm. being interviewed. And um, I was like, all right, man, I got to be real with you. I probably didn't say it like that. I probably wasn't that confident. I'm like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, excuse um, me, Mr. Sir. Uh, Mr. Dad. I'm just going to be real with you right now. <laughs> but um, in short, I was like, hey, um, I'm also applying for this position at Twin Lakes. I don't know if I'm going to get it, and my housing is going to come through there. And he's like, so what are you going to do if that doesn't happen? I'm like, oh, I've got a car that I fit in. And <laughs> as I said, I'm like, oh, that's my plan. Like, that's my backup plan. Yeah. Is if I don't get this thing at Twin Lakes or if I don't get this thing at Cat and Cloud, I'm straight up living in my car in Santa Cruz, not by choice, you know. Um, I know a lot of people do it. They, like, build out their vans, which is super sick, you know. But um, there's a difference, I think, in planning ahead to do that versus situations and circumstances make it to where I'm going to live out of a 95 Subaru Legacy wagon <laughs> 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 until I figure something out. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty stressful for a while because I yeah. was like, I already, like, I haven't been deported in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm just straight up going all out right now. And it worked, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I'm really thankful, like, and grateful continuously to be here. Yeah. Just straight up, um, like in Santa Cruz, for sure. I miss Portland a lot. I know I talk about that, but um, honestly, like Cat and Cloud is like such a big reason. And I think part of it, I'm part of it is like seeing how much like Chris and Jared and Chuck and like leadership has like sacrifice so much of their time to make this work that's contagious for me mm -hmm. and i think because they take risks um mm -hmm. not foolishly but they like like all right we're gonna go for it um i want to be a part of that you know nice. i want to be a part of something that you don't exactly know how it's gonna go um which is just life in a nutshell but yeah so you've been a cat and cloud for i would say i think a year and a half ish, something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, mid August. Mid August. I, so yeah, year and a half. About a year and a half, for sure, for sure. And since your first day at Cat and Cloud uh -huh. to today, what are some like in Facebook terms lifetime events <laughs> that have occurred <laughs> between then? Like if I were to scroll through the timeline yeah. of my time, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the first time that, oh man, there's like so many like little memories like. Um, yeah, totally. Like, you know how back to Facebook, like if it's your like, you've been friends with this person for like six years and they choose the weirdest pictures of you <laughs> to post on that like little 40 second video. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I actually remember we had a latte art throwdown for um because Calavera was about to open out mm -hmm. in Hollister, mm -hmm. and we had a throwdown to like help help Evan out. You know, it was super sick. And I'm like, all right, I am not a social person, but I'm gonna go for it. And <laughs> I was inside for a little bit, and before I knew it, I was at the front. I'm like, there are so many people behind me. <laughs> so I I left. Um, I just left the cafe. I was like still there, but I like was just hanging out by the benches. And I sit down, Bailey and I had just been hired at this time. Um, and I sit down next to Bailey, not knowing this guy. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, I turn to him. I'm like, there's a lot of people, man. He turns to me. He's like, I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a big thing. doesn't really answer your question, but. Um, no, you met Bailey and. Yeah, fast Bailey's forward, my guy, dude. <laughs> fast forward a year and a half later, you guys are basically attached to the hip like <laughs> two, the two best buds anyone could he ask sends me for some pretty mean riffs um, <laughs> but so i think the the throwdown i was like okay this is this is pretty sick and then just like being a part and just like soaking it all in and um i'm like continuously 
impressed and encouraged by the amount of transparency that leadership has from like coordinators to team leaders to um, the owners with with us like mm-hmm. baristas whereas other places might be like oh you're just like the frontline person so like you don't really need to know this it's like well whether you need to know or not we we care about you here and your growth so we're just gonna like hear mm-hmm. like learn you know um, yeah then in march i believe march um, yeah excuse me in march I went to Guatemala with with Sam, um, and <laughs> it was super sick because let's see, August, August, September, October, November, January, <laughs> February. So I had been working for Cat Cloud for like a little more than seven months, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna send you to Guatemala. You down?" To which I said, "V." Like <laughs> I, I remember seeing the video. Um, in the morning, I was working at Abbott that day, and um, and I saw the video. I was like, "Hey, so um, we've chosen like Sam and Ev to go to Guatemala. If you guys want to go," boop, boop. and I I immediately texted Jared in all caps. I'm like, "Put me in, coach!" <laughs> and I was like so hyped. And um, I drive to my shift to Abbott, and I see Jared, like, Jared and I pulled up, like, at around the same time. He's like, sup, dude? I'm like, dude, I was, like, so excited. Yeah. And I, like, was, like, I was kind of getting to know, like, Jared as more than just Mr. Truby Dad, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but I was, like, super hyped, so that was a pretty big moment for me. Um, I remember there was one time in Antigua that Sam and I were eating dinner, and, um, much like I'm aware of what I'm doing now, I just started talking and talking and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a verbal processor. <laughs> Dude, and that's fine. I just like was so taken aback by how much care and trust that was placed in us that I'm like, I am like, I'm in, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Um, and just like seeing how much is like connected, I think like being able to speak Spanish was super sick too. Cause I was able to like, yeah, like hang out with these people. And I'm just like, you, like you always hear about how much goes into what we consume here in the States, you know, um, mm-hmm. whether that be, whether that be food, whether that be like clothes or whatever, but to like see it, you know, it's like, it's like the typical going to origin story, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. it's typical for a reason because I was like, no way. Yeah. Um, like we're we're the end. Like if I mess up my job, someone gets like a bad cappuccino. You know, if these guys, if their crops fail, or if at the mill they do something wrong, it's like their livelihood is at stake. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I think it just really hit me, and I think it like a lot of these people like because of circumstances outside of their control, it's like, this is what they can do. Or like they've left small little villages to move to the city yeah, to go. And I think again, maybe I'm making a lot out of a little, but like I was reminded like, Holy crap, like on a different level, but much the same, like this is what like my dad and my uncle did. Like they, yeah. they saw better things and they chased it and they, worked for an opportunity and if they failed like if they didn't pick fast enough or whatever it's like um like my dad worked more in the restaurant industry but just like i think just like seeing the full circleness of it just like really rocked my world Um, yeah well i feel like for us too it went even a step further because here in santa cruz like if i'm gonna be pretty honest there isn't a big hispanic community no and, there is not. <laughs> and so to have this like place where everyone just speaks Spanish, you don't really really realize you were kind of deprived. Yeah, from it? it's oh, dude, it's so weird. There's like, <laughs> I remember seeing this uh, this meme. And it was like, so where are you from? It's like your internal monologue is like, well, where was I born, or what is my ethnicity? Because that's <laughs> right. really what people are yeah, asking. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yep. and I at the risk of sounding weird, just straight up, I don't look Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people are like, oh, what's up? Like, Ev, like, oh, Evan. I'm like, actually, it's Everardo. And like, the stutter step of like, oh, uh, cool, that's cool. So like, 
what man like nasha like ethnicity i'm like yeah, it's mexican <laughs> like I, I like i understand and yeah i don't i don't say that to to bash like i understand that people try to be gentle and sensitive to that but totally, i'm yeah. a mexican yeah, yeah straight up you know yeah um yeah and i remember <laughs> yeah. it's like you and i talking and about like this is nuts you know um, yeah yeah it's it's very i've said it before where it wasn't life changing but it was more life enhancing absolutely and also it was more so like realizing that what we do and i've i say this so many times but it's kind of weird to get upset with people who don't go to origin because they don't know what is out there they're not exposed to it but we got to go and we got a full experience of realizing we were part of something so much bigger Oh, absolutely. Like, we're not just a cafe here that is, like, su- like well-known for producing or producing great coffee. Yeah. It just, yeah, like you said, it comes full circle. And mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And I have a question. Yes. That we've talked about before briefly, but it's... It ties more into what we've talked about bre- uh, before, which is going to school, making our parents proud, yeah. and having this... It's not like a super heavy weight on our shoulders, but it's like kind of there. Mm-hmm. And I now yeah. working at a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How, um, like, I think there's inevitably two feelings to that. And so, along with that question is like, why Cat and Cloud? Why do you stay here at Cat and Cloud? In a, like, in addition to this. Yeah, that's a good question. I remember there was a time when I was speaking with Tanner and Jared, and they asked me, "Tell me about a time when you talked about Cat and Cloud." And oh man, this is about to get real. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> I don't know why, but my gut reaction, like the first thing I thought of was, um, was when I told my dad about it because, um, old man, Ev, Ev senior, OG Ev, um, and I know we're we're chill, but, um, I remember there was a time where we were having this conversation where it was really dude, like you have your degree, like you're working at a coffee shop, like you're bright, like what's like, what gives? And, um, there was a time when I was like, uh, kind of like when I first started here, kind of going back to what I was talking about with Scott, where I wanted to learn so much and Scott like helped foster me. I just wanted to work. Um, when I first started, I remember talking to Alex Mars uh, a lot about wholesale stuff because I just wanted to feel like I was doing something more, you know? Um, I think I had a misconception that I wasn't doing enough already just by being here. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm really grasping that a lot more now. But um, so I talked to my dad about like wholesale stuff because he was in the restaurant industry for a very long time. He's like, wait, what? This is the coffee shop? I'm like, yeah. He's like, huh. And then um, I told him about like when I went to Guatemala, I told him about like, hey, dad, just like, uh, just, you know, I'm going to go to Guatemala. He's like, oh, cool. For what? I'm like, oh, for work. He's like, the coffee shop? <laughs> um, like, yeah. Super he's perplexed. Like, <laughs> like, what? He's like, huh. Okay. Um, and just a lot of little conversations like that or like uh, when I would go home for my buddy's uh, wedding. I went in April and I was like, yeah, like I'm going to be in town this day. Like, let's let's hang out. He's like, are you going to miss work? I'm like, oh, yeah, but I get like PTO. He's like, at the coffee shop? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, huh. And, um, and I don't know what it was, but I think just like as the year went on, um, one time I was just catching up with him. Uh, the Dodgers had just lost the World Series. So my grandpa was a big Brooklyn Dodgers fan. My dad, the Dodgers fan. Um, therefore, I'm a third-generation Dodgers fan living in the Bay Area. So um, I just, Controversial. I know. I just, don't, I just don't wear my Dodger hat. Um, but he and I were talking, and out of the blue, my dad says, like, hey, man, I just want to, like, apologize. And I'm like, whoa. What? Like, <laughs> record scratch, freeze frame what happened um yeah and he's like i just want to apologize 
I um it's like I was really like I I don't really get what you do at the coffee shop yet. I don't really understand that world, but you're passionate about it and they seem to care about you. So I'm sorry. But in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> but I had never experienced that before in my life. Um, and just, like, to have such a big, like, occasion and have, like, Cat and Cloud be the catalyst for, like, like personal life um, was, was unreal. Um, so I think to that end... To answer your question, um, like, yeah, I'm working at, I guess, someone called a coffee shop or whatever. Um, it's, like, so much more than that. And that's been proven to me. And if my father can see that, like, how much more can other people see that, you know, who, yeah. like, might, quote, unquote, get it a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, and... It, that was just a, like a really big moment for me. Um, my mom's still sometimes like, ah, I don't get it, but mm -hmm. are you like, are you like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She's like, okay, then fine. Yeah. Um, I think that answers your question. No, totally. And I, when we first had this conversation, I think we were just kind of going back and forth with like, yeah, like I also kind of resonate with what you're saying and all this stuff too. Cause I mean, my parents don't really get it either, but they're like, all right, well, if you need us, we're over here. Always. Like, just have, here. Have fun. Over <laughs> just here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's weird too, because it's something like a lot of people also have that question for us too. Oh, yeah. And not just like within our cafe, but I would say like all people who work in some cafe, coffee shop, or customer service job where it's like you went yeah. to college and you have this degree like what why are you here yeah and you know it's like yeah i am here and i i i sure i'm not using my degree fine mm -hmm. but well I maybe think not like I, the degree in and of itself but like yeah the stuff you learned and the experience that you had like led yeah. you to here yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and that's what I'm getting at is I'm applying all the things I learned while I was at school that helped build my character oh, to absolutely. what I do here. And also, you know, I think I value m my happiness and what I want to wake up and do the thing I love every day. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wake up clock onto a nine to five inside a cubicle with the AC turned on at 64 degrees every day. And the thing I look forward to is to go get water from the water dispenser and have like a small talk with someone else and go back to my cubicle and start typing something. Ugh. That sounds terrible. That sounds like Dilbert, the comic straight <laughs> up. <laughs> so it's like, sure, I could be using my degree for that and whatever. That sounds terrible to me. That sounds oh, yeah. like... The, my worst nightmare. Yeah. I'd rather be doing this mm -hmm. above anything else. And I think, dude, like that, again, like it's, oh, everything's so connected. I love it. But just like, <laughs> when you think about that, it's like how, it goes back to like what you and I were talking about. Like, oh, how were we raised? We were raised to help the people. Right. Like help, help people out. Right. You know? And if like, we can do that in across the globe with like, like with Damien Chavez. Like, or yeah. just, like, whoever else, like, that we have, like, yeah, we're going to help you out. And you're going to help us out, you know? But also, we're going to help these people out here. Like, oh, it's just it's so all, It's, it's so all sick. connected. It and is. I think you don't really see, you comprehend it. And when someone tells you, like, we're all helping each other out and this is how. And you're like, oh, that makes sense and that's cool. I'm going to get behind this. Yeah. But then when you're actively in it and you're applying it and applying it to your everyday and the more time you're invested in this company or in an idea and you see like the fruits of it, yeah, then you're like, oh, I get it. 
Absolutely. And it's like, I was talking with Levi about this, about how at the end of like, if, if there's like a long day, if it's like been a super, super busy Saturday and it's like you open, it's like noon, you're like a little tired, like you're, you're on the tired side. You're tired because you've been working for a minute. You're not tired because you're like, oh, I'm so emotionally drained with this job. You're like, oh, man, like I am like, I feel like I've been like mentally like taxed or anything like that. It's like you're tired because you're tired, but you have a team that supported you. You like know what it is. And it's like I've had other jobs where I'm tired because of the fact that I've been working a day. But also it's just like, man, I just like I'm not a fan of what the company is doing. Like I'm not a fan of how like the team leaders are doing this. Like, I'm not, like, I don't experience that here, you know, and Levi and I were talking about that, about how I think that just kind of like lends itself to what you were talking about, you know? And yeah. Which is super sick. Yeah. And I think like, this is why we're both here this is why we're because hot. we're both investing, but we're also invested with, we're also being invested in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I it say does. That right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, there's like, like, I think the best thing that, I guess for me, because I'm still trying to figure out exactly long-term what it is I would want to, quote-unquote, do here. But it's like, I, like, if I've been invested in as much as I have, I would feel selfish if I don't get to do that to someone else. Whether that be crushing like spro on a saturday morning or just like i want to be able to like invest in that which has invested in me and yeah. just like continue to build it and then people are like well what's going on over there i'm like oh we're crushing dude i'm i'm gonna take a brief moment here to say a few things about you oh man yeah so here it goes ready watch it give me one minute <laughs> if you walk into the portola cafe on a super busy day and you hear some bumping jams you could probably think of <laughs> one Two, if you walk into the cafe and your drink is magically already made for you and it's the one you want to the T, you could probably think Ev too. Because Ev does something with so much intention because he cares. And, I mean, if you've been listening, you would know that. And if you haven't been listening, then you just need to rewind the whole episode again and start the, from the beginning. The 15 second reverse a lot of times. And then here's the thing too. And I can see you kind of like, <laughs> Ev's not going to really talk about himself and he's not going to like, like flaunt himself. So that's why I'm going to do it for him. My name is also Ev. So I don't feel weird about it. I, I think you're someone who definitely leads by example. Like, you lead by, okay, if this is something that should be done, like, I'm going to do it, and hopefully people will follow, like, this thing I'm going to do. So a lot of people do remember people's names, and a lot of people do, like, oh, I see Bud, he's going to get us bro. Or I see Liz, and she's going to get her, de- uh, not her decaf coffee. <laughs> she's going to get her night shift coffee. And you're just really good at paying attention to details of people and knowing like just feeling out people and seeing like what kind of conversation they want to have. And like you're willing to go a step beyond, even if that takes your time, but you're willing to do that for other people to make their experience happy. And it goes back to wanting to help people and it's like all connected and it comes for full circle. And I, I really appreciate that about people, but I really appreciate that about you. And I just Thank feel you. like I'm really happy that you're here also working because I feel someone out there also gets it like I do. And one of our values is care. And I, I genuinely feel that when, when you're here and when in this cafe and it's, it makes me, again, it just reassures me that this is where I'm supposed to be because other people like me also want to be here and do the same thing. So, Thank you. Yeah. So you're, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of birds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, next question is, this isn't the last question, Okay. but there is a last question after this. Great. 
What is something you do, because you work really hard, to reconnect with yourself? Something I do to reconnect with myself. Um, <laughs> lay on my floor. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I like being active in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm kind of having this like internal struggle. Well, I voice it so much to those around me that it's definitely an external struggle now. <laughs> of, um, I feel that so climbing has been a big part of my life um but this summer i did crossfit for the first time and i really liked it um <laughs> it was super fun so i was like oh cool maybe i can do crossfit and climbing um when i first moved to santa cruz i picked up skating partially because i was like well the Santa Cruz thing to do is like surf or skate and the ocean is the scariest thing on the planet. <laughs> so we don't got to talk so, about it. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I mean, that was part of the reason also is like, man, nothing's measurable. I can pick up skating. I can either Ollie or I can't, I could either do a front shove or I can't, mm -hmm. I could either drop it on the half pipe or I could either not, you know, um, that's, I really enjoy listening to music. Um, just different variations for a while i've been in this like a hip-hop r&b i hesitate to call it a rut because that implies that it's negative but i've i've been kind of just listening to that for a while so i'm kind of like cruising out of that honestly that i love the trailblazers so i'll just sometimes sit on my couch and just watch us almost win every game <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're doing well right now we're doing well right now um Trailblazers uh, basketball, right? Yes, the Portland Trailblazers cool, 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 cool. are the only professional team in the state of Oregon. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Gozers. Um, we don't really have a whole lot going for us. <laughs> we Well, we have Dame. That's not true. We have Dame and CJ McCollum's coming up. Yeah. Not even coming up. He's been, a th I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to just keep talking about this. Uh, <laughs> he has a podcast that I listen to. He's one of the players. And I don't know how he's a professional NBA player and makes a podcast, but he sure does. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot of what I do. Yeah, I'm you're so a person of many hobbies and many interests, and you like to just yeah, dabble I think in, in each of them every now and yeah, then. Yeah, I like. I think it kind of goes. Maybe this is why I am the way I am at work. But it's like I just don't like not feeling like I can hank, whether that be at work. So I think like with physical activities, I'm like, well, I may not be super good, but I'm not gonna like be the worst one like, yeah. at the skate park or and I'm not going to be like the worst one in the, I'll, I'll be the worst one in the water <laughs> surfing. <laughs> I, I actually cannot surf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like being active in some yeah. way, shape or form. Um, and it goes back to what you were saying about learning. You actively seek movement, growth, yeah. learning. So that makes sense. Oh, I also just watched the newest Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I have a hard time staying awake during movies, just in general, regardless <laughs> of if I'm at the theater <laughs> or at someone's house, I just lights out. If it's past four o'clock, I can't do it. I feel very old saying that. I'm not that old, <laughs> but it's hard for me. But I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I haven't felt like a kid watching a movie in a long time, but the Spider-Man was so good. Nice. And on that note, what is like your jam right now? You like your, your song? Dude, I know that, that's a that really song, hard no, one. That's that's not because I have been listening to Sunflower from Spider Man forever. <laughs> <laughs> not forever. Um there's that okay, there's also this song that I don't know anything else about this artist. I haven't looked at it, I just pulled up my Spotify and naturally I ain't mad at you by Tupac was the last thing I listened to. Um it's called Devolva Sebulba? Devolva by Songo. It's I have no idea. I don't know if it's French. I don't know what it is, but it's very fun and I like it. Hmm. Um, that is it. Let me see. I'm scrolling through my. Oh, one thing I make playlists for every month for every year. So if you go on my Spotify, you'll notice that I have <gasps> ever since 2014 when I first got Spotify, I make playlists for every season or month of my life. So I'm like, 
you know what like dude um, i do that too dude it's not like, for years but let's see what was i listening to in january 2016 and like sure enough i was listening to swan lake <laughs> and sure enough i was listening to pop by nsync and for sure yeah it's just <laughs> uh, i listen to music a lot nice I think that's fun also another blurb inserted by other ev because other ev is being very humble about it ev is a great musician <laughs> and you'll never hear it because he's very polite about it i guess i would be the word but it does happen and so usually on a full moon or something like that if i'm closing when there's a full moon <laughs> i'll put on joan sebastian and i'll just belt yeah so music is a yeah if you're not catching on on the trend is another great resource oh, for sure. also of, i just have to say it, john joy. mayer i love john mayer well, who doesn't good old jim myers you know jim myers <laughs> but yeah. for sure so we did it we did it and the sun is still out the sun is shining and it's not the tank is clean maybe you got a tan i don't know i tan very easily oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was really cool that was cool how do you feel about it I feel good. That was cathartic. That's the word? Cathartic. I thought that was... No, that's arthritis. 